thoughts? How are we doing? Good. Doing well. Good to see you all. Uh, my name's Cade. For those that don't know who I am, uh, one of the leaders here at Divergent Church. Uh, we, we've just started a new series called The Misfits of the Faith. And uh, yeah, we're really, I'm really enjoying this series, um, hearing what others have to speak. So uh, I've encouraged all our preachers to, to pick someone out of the Bible that um, God used that you wouldn't expect. Uh, often, especially from the world standards, um, and, and I just love uh, you know the examples. And, and if we could uh, show that video, Naomi, uh, just to give you a bit of a brief example of what what we're talking about. And turn your head to the screen. So that just uh, gives us you a brief over, uh, overview of the series. Um, it is amazing who God uses. And, and I know that even in our church, uh, being in leadership and, and discipling some of our leaders and often God uses people you just don't expect. You know, you see this person walk in, you think they're going to be the perfect leader, they, they speak well, uh, but then God's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to use that person. Um, and then God does these amazing things through those people. Uh, this morning I want to talk to you about uh, a man and he was on the video, uh, his name was Moses. Uh, now Moses uh, wrote five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Um, he was a pretty, pretty amazing man and it's interesting, Moses, and I know a lot of people, uh, if you know the story of Moses, uh, Moses was a bit of a reluctant guy. Um, God asked Moses to, to lead uh, Israel out of Egypt and I just want to read that first and just show his reluctance. And if you read in Exodus 3, uh, 9 to 12, just shows you a bit of Moses and who he was. Here in Exodus 3, 9 to 12, it says, And now the cry of the Israelites had reached me, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. This is God. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. Now Moses uh, questions God and goes, You know, I'll go to these Israel elders, they won't believe me. Um, and he's obviously just pushing back on God, and God goes, Hey, I'll give you these signs. You know, you got, I'll give you the staff, that staff will turn into a snake, that's one sign. Put your hand in your pocket and pull it out, it'll have leprosy, put it back in. So, so Moses wanted all these things to, to show the, the elders that, uh, you know, God had sent him. Uh, but, you know, Moses, still reluctant, even though God was uh, going to use all these signs. And um, Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. So he's still, still pushing back on God. Uh, the Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? It is, is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I'll help you speak and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. See his reluctance. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses and said, what about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you and he'll be glad to see you. 
You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I'll help both of you speak and we'll teach you what to do. Um, so Moses off, he goes, uh, he delivers the, the he brings uh, the Israelites out of Egypt into the desert and leads them to the promised land. Obviously, he doesn't quite get there and I'll speak a little bit into that. But I just want to pause there because there's a bit of it more to Moses than some people may miss. Uh, and Stephen actually gives us a good... Uh, there's more to Moses. He actually, Moses was a confident guy. There's something going on here. And we can read that in Acts 7, 20 to 35. And this is what Stephen talks about Moses. And it says, At that time Moses was born and he was no ordinary child. For three months he was cared for by his family. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. What's going on here? Didn't we just read that he, he couldn't speak? When Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. He saw one of them being mistreated by an Egyptian. So he went to his defense and avenged him by killing the Egyptian. Moses thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not. So Moses actually realized that God was going to use him. He thought that God was going to use him in this time. You know, he's been raised up through the Egyptians. He's got all his military backgrounds. Um, the next day, Moses came upon two Israelites who were fighting. He tried to reconcile them by saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you want to hurt each other? But the man who was mistreating the other pushed Moses aside and said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard this, he fled to Midian where he settled as a foreigner and had two sons. Interesting how this, this story... So Moses actually was quite confident. He thought that he was going to be the guy that was going to free already. And then he goes away. So he gets scared. Pharaoh tries to kill him. He goes into to the desert. Um, and just to back up this, this message... We can see the power of Moses here in Exodus 2, uh, 16 and 19. It says, Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. Some shepherds came along and drove them away. But Moses got up and came to the rescue and watered their flock. When the girls returned to Ruel, their father, he asked them, Why have you returned so early today? They answered, An Egyptian rescued us. From the shepherds. He even drew water for us and watered the flock. So that just shows Moses. He had military experience. He knew what he was doing. He had confidence. What changed? What, what was that turning point for Moses? Um, and why did God not use him then and now uses him now? 40 years after, so he was an 80 year old man, 40 years after, he, he was the perfect leader. He knew the Egyptians' ways. Um, and, and I think there is one thing that why, what, what was the turning point? Yeah, and you've got to understand, Moses went from leading armies to leading sheep. The Egyptians despised shepherds. They thought that was the low of lows. Moses, I believe, what the turning point for him was his humility. He went from this proud, I'm not saying he was arrogant because we didn't really know him, but he was confident to a humble guy. 
to the point that he didn't think he was even good enough to lead his people. And it's even interesting, it says in Numbers 12 verse 3, and I find this funny in a way, because this is Moses writing this, um, and you probably find it funny as well. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. (laughs) Now Jesus said the same thing about himself. And I know this may be funny, but I think Moses is actually telling the truth. He was a humble guy. And we see examples of that throughout Scripture. And he, he was just stating a fact. This is why God uses him. Because of Moses' humility. This is why God would want to use us. Because of our humility. He doesn't want people that are proud, arrogant, think they're great leaders. He wants to know that we are weak and he is strong. And that's why often I think, I I look at leaders and go, yeah, he's got it. God's like, no, no. He thinks he already knows what he's doing. I want to use the people that don't think they know what they're doing and I'm going to show my glory. I want to use them as a vessel to show his power. And I want to give you three things that I think will lead to humility. They'll make us humble. Um, And and to get out of that prideful life. Uh, Number one, obedience leads to humility. Obedience leads to humility. Humility. Do you know, whenever God tells Moses to do something, do you know what Scripture says? And Moses did as he was commanded. Now, I know early in Scripture he didn't want to do, but as he goes on the journey and he sees the power of God and what he does, Moses is like, wow, God, you are powerful. And he just did what God told him to do. Now, For some of us, I know that's hard. God has told us to do certain things and we go, oh. But I want to kind of dig into that because that was me. I I remember early, I was like, God, I don't think I could share the gospel. I'm not going to speak very eloquent when I share the gospel. And I remember a great story. I had a friend that sat down with me. He rang me up and he wanted to sit down with me and, you know, he had all these struggles that was going on and God told me, share the gospel. I'm like, okay. I'll share the gospel. Can I tell you, I thought I did a terrible job of sharing the gospel. I was sitting there going, I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't great. I don't think he understands it. I must sound like an idiot. Do you know what the response was? Cade, I get it. And I I just felt this humility in, in this and going, you know what, God, you've got the power. You're doing the work. You're already, you're already setting this guy's heart. You're already in there. You're talking to him. I'm just your messenger. And I wonder how many of us, you know, because we think of that, you know, we, we get nervous and we don't want to go and talk to the person or God tells us to do us and you think, oh, I'm not the... Do you know, in a way, that is, that is selfish because you think because of you and the way you act and the, what you say may be the reason why they don't hear the gospel. Well, they, I won't get it right. Just be obedient. And that will lead to humility because you will start to go, wow, God, you're the one doing it. You're the one that's got power. You're the one that's given us the Holy Spirit to speak on behalf of us. We're just the vessels. We're just here to show your holiness. And and, and I love that, you know, Moses tried to, you know, he tried to start it himself. We saw that. He kills the Egyptian. Do you know Moses did not kill physically a person when God sends him back to Egypt? 
He didn't have to. And I think often, how often we in the church, you know, think, oh, this is how we do it. This is how we, you know, get people to Christ. This is how we, and we've got all these programs and certain ways. God knows how to do it. We just got to be obedient. We just got to listen. And then we got to act. Number two, going to the desert or going up the mountain creates humility. So for Moses, he goes to the desert. There's something in that. Spends 40 years with the sheep, leading the sheep. Now, I, I just find this interesting because I see this in Scripture so often. I see this uh, with John the Baptist, goes to the desert. I see this with Jesus, spends 40 days in the desert. And then I see it with Moses, and it's a great example of humility because, you know, often I think people are trying to seek approval from the crowds. Instead of going up the mountain. And we see that in Exodus 32. We know the story, if you don't, it's about Aaron. So Moses going up, um, God's going to give the Ten Commandments. Um, and Aaron's with the people. The, the pe- people get disgruntled. They get annoyed. So they, they get Aaron to build this calf for them and bring all this jewelry. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? And then, then Moses comes, you know, comes down, sees what's going on. And, and God, you know, gets angry with the people. But I love, I love, this, is, this just shows us Moses' humility. And just, it's kind of the context of going all the way through. Moses is like, hey God, you know, you're the one that led these people out of Egypt. You're the one that did this. This is your people. Um, and he always defends the people. But he's, he never said him. <laughs> Moses said, I, I led these people out. Moses never said that. He said, God, you're the one that led them out. And I wonder how many of us... And I just love that humility because that's, that's a great contrast between Aaron and Moses. Here's Aaron listening to the people, trying to get their approval. How many of us are trying to get people's approval? I know Rach, um, and she wanted me to share this, that this is something in a journey on her life that she really struggled with. And, and I picked it up because often we'd go home and and she'd be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that in this meeting. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or oh, what if, you know, I shouldn't have wore this. Or, and, and I started to say, why do you care what people think? <laughs> I only care what God thinks. And I think some of us, maybe, we're so worried about trying to please the people around us, instead of going up the mountain going, oh, God, what do you say about me? And it's, 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 and I've heard, you know, we've got to stop coming. Can I I encourage you guys can go up the mountain? I'm just the messenger. I just spent time with God and and God says, hey, speak this. But you know, you have the same access to go up the mountain or go in the desert and speak to God and hear what he says. Number three, humble people listen to the right people. And the reason why I say this is because Moses was, listened to the right people. So, yes, he listened to God, but he also really respected his father-in-law, Jethro. Um, 
And this is, this is what Jethro did, and I think this is awesome because Moses really... So here Jethro comes, he comes to Moses, and he goes, what is... And this is in Exodus 18, um, and you can read it 13 to 21. And he says, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge? Why all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to Him. Not Moses, to God. Teach them His decrees and instructions, instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. So here Moses lists and does it, listens to his advice. Humility is listening to the right people. Who are the people in your life that you're listening to right now? Are you listening to the crowds? The friends who say, you know, and, and you can talk yourself into, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And you can have those friends going, yeah, you can't. Who are the friends that are encouraging you? Who are the people that know the word? speaking into your lives, speaking truth. Often I think people go to the people that just want to hear what they want, what, what they want to hear. And they go to those people and they, they say the things that they want to hear, but sometimes the truth is not what you want to hear. Like me when I said to Rach, that why do you keep, you know, wanting to listen and, and worry what people think? It hurt her. I know it was hard for her to hear that. And it wasn't me that changed it, God changed that, that attitude, but we were able to pray for that and it was one of the biggest teaching points in her life. Who are those people that are going to say that to you? You know, I, I've, I've said to some guys, you know, if you want to deal with pride in, in your life, get married. <laughs> I can tell you my wife has told me a number of times that, oh, that was a bit arrogant. It's helped me, but there are people in my life as well that mentor me that I can sit down with and, and they're honest with me. I mean, Craig Rochelle, um, I really took a good point from him is, um, you know, don't listen to every feedback, everything that everyone says. It doesn't mean it's true, but there is wisdom sometimes in the crowds. Sometimes it is true, what the crowd says. What you need to do is take that and go to the people that you trust and go, hey, is this true? To your mentors, because sometimes they are speaking truth. Those, the crowd sometimes does speak truth. Not everything is. So who are those people in your life that you are going to and spending time with? That you can sit down and they can be honest with you. They can love you. They can encourage you. Number four, Christ leads us to humility. Christ leads us to humility. Matthew eleven twenty nine says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. 
For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I had an issue with pride. And I wish I could go back 10, 15 years ago and speak to myself. I remember, and it still sits to me with this day, I remember this girl in my, in my uh, year, and she, she went to the other church, and she was doing things that, um, she was doing things that she probably shouldn't have done as a Christian. And here I was, high and mighty, and going, you're not a Christian. That's not what Christians do. I mean, I didn't even have a relationship with this girl. And, and I, I, I sat there, and, and I had a number of times where kids would say, you're so arrogant. I was. I was this self-righteous guy that thought, you know, and, and I look back and go, well, you know what, I wasn't that great. <laughs> and it wasn't until that I spent time with Jesus that He changed my life. He changed my heart. <laughs> Under Knowledge doesn't equal understanding. <laughs> See, people think they can read this Word and learn all about it and all these laws and, you know... It doesn't mean you know Christ. Because I knew the Word, but I didn't know Christ. And I didn't have His heart. Jesus changed my heart. He gave me a love for the people that I just, I just can't explain. And just, you know, I just want to encourage you, God wants to use you. And you may look at yourself and go, I'm not good enough. Great, God wants to use you. That's the person he's looking for. Oh, but I can't speak eloquently. Great, God wants to use you to show his power. And, and the, that's, that's the starting point of Christ. And it's, you know what? Just because now I'm following Christ doesn't mean... That's the end. I'm, I'm, I'm humble. It's an ongoing journey. Humility is an ongoing journey. And I, I think these points will continue to, to help us through, through that journey. And I've seen so many Christians that God has used and using them for amazing things, done amazing miracles, but pride has set in. And you know what? Moses, pride set in. I believe. Numbers 20, 1 to 12. I want to read it to you. In the first month, the whole Israelite community arrived at the desert of Zin and they stayed at Kadesh. There, Miriam died and was buried. Miriam was Moses' sister. Now, there was no water for the community and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into this wilderness? That we and our livestock should die here. Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place. It has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meeting and fell face down, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron, gather the assembly together, speak to that rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so that so they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence just as he commanded him, he and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock and Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels. Must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm, struck the rock twice and his staff. Water gushed out and the community and their livestock drank. 
because of this act, Moses doesn't enter the promised land. He sees it. God shows him. And, and it's amazing. God, don't get me wrong, you know, Moses repents, and, but because of this act, and I wonder how many of us may not enter the promised land because of our pride. I want you to hear that. Listen, you rebels, must we. Moses indicating, I will give you this water. Throughout the whole time, through Moses' journey, Moses always said, God, you, you, you're the ones that brought him out. You're the ones that brings this. You're the ones that do this. As soon as he turned it to himself, dang, he can't go into the promised land. Why? And is that, why is that so harsh? Because Moses was a vessel for God. He was to represent God's holiness. We are to represent God's holiness. Pride is not God's holiness. And, and I just want to come back through Jesus is where we'll get our humility. Jesus, uh, it's amazing when you, when you read and what He did and what He... It's amazing that God would send His Son to live among us. It's the most humble thing anyone could do, that Jesus would clean the disciples' feet. We have a humble King and we are called to be like Jesus, to be humble and to serve this world. And I'm not saying that's easy, it is hard. But that's what the world's looking for. They don't want self-righteous people. They want to see the God in us through a humble person. I believe that that's how you shine the light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Moses. That he's a life that we can learn from. That he was trying to represent Christ to, to the Israelites. And Father, I just pray that for those that may be struggling with pride, um, Father, that maybe, uh, you know, they think they've got it all together, or they, maybe they think they don't. God, you want to use them, and it's through humility, Father, that, that we can do great things. You are the one that's doing great things. And I thank you for what you already are doing through these guys in the church, Father. I just pray, Lord, that we keep coming back and giving you the glory. In your name, amen.